I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. This is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy, Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Bo Cephas, here we go. Well, buddy, as the calendar turns to December 7th, it's always a great reminder of the sacrifices that have been made to allow a couple of fucking idiots like us to sit here and bullshit about football. So in honor of all those lost in the sneaky attack by those dirty Japs in Pearl Harbor, I would like to dedicate, with the utmost reverence, all of this weekend's wins to them. And Bo Cephas, oh my God, we are going to drop nuclear fucking bombs on these bookies this weekend. <laughs> and just when they think they've had enough, bam, here comes another one Nagasaki style. So to, now listen, all you, all of our Japanese followers and fans, don't get your rice all in a patty. If you squint real hard, <laughs> if you squint real hard, or in your case, not so hard. You'll see that we love and hate everybody equally. Now, whether you are here for the funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious, hilarious. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. Presidents. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. And as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Hobgoblin Legendary Ruby Beer by... Wykewood Brewery in Oxfordshire, England. Hmm. Very solid beer. Gave it 3.25 out of 5 stars. And I'm drinking it tonight because as Christmas approaches, I always like to give some uh, different perspective of Christmas from throughout the world tonight. 
is a quick recap of the history of Christmas in jolly old England. The first Christmas was celebrated 5,000 years ago by the people that built Stonehenge, which is amazing considering Jesus wouldn't even be born for like another 3,000 years. Talk about some expert handicapping. Holy shit. I wish some of those guys were still around to tell me which teams are playing the contest this week. Oh, yeah. But anyway, sometime later, the Romans showed up, and they were like, Hey, yo, who's this fucking water-walking baby you guys are always talking about? If he's so fucking great, how come we ain't never heard of him, huh? Hmm. So they shut all that down, and they made the pagans celebrate Saturnalia, which is the Roman Christmas, to honor their number one god, Saturn. But then, once Jesus did show up, and defeated the Romans in the Battle of Sherwood Forest, the medieval Christmas was born, and that's when the good people of England celebrated Christmas for 12 days. And I think somebody even wrote a song about it. <laughs> but eventually, along came Queen Victoria, and she said, No more shall you be drunkards and harlots <laughs> on Jesus' name day. Uh-huh. From henceforth shall you be God-fearing and family centered on Christmas. And the country of England all exclaimed collectively, <laughs> Oh, fuck you and all. I'll jingle me bells at you. <laughs> and that, boys and girls, is how we got the song Jingle Bells. So Merry Christmas, England. Mm-hmm. Apologies. We've already offended our Japanese uh, listeners. So apologies <laughs> to all the English. And, um, and for some reason, the Romans were couple of guys from jersey and and just no, they're yeah. italian yeah okay all right the, the tommy tommy devito was was walking around <laughs> just just laying down the law so yeah good good christmas story i like it all right boys and girls with the podcast now we're gonna go over every game in the nfl in the air tonight and of course of course we're gonna get you paid with those free picks like we always do but right now we have to get paid to do that here is this week's sponsor This week's podcast is sponsored by Tammy's Tampons. Have you ever heard those commercials about men type shit that is read by a woman? You know, some sexy sounding chick trying to tell you what razor is best to shave your face or what pill to take to make your dick get hard again? Well, in the spirit of those, I have an ad here for all you birds out there about a product to use in your mysterious lady parts. It's Tammy's Tampons, kid. Ladies, I'm assuming that you just hate when that blue liquid they show on TV spills out all over your snatch garters. Well, those days are over thanks to Tammy's Tampons. Tammy's tampons will keep your ant flow locked in your labia menorah for sure. And best of all, Tammy's tampons come with an iron clam 100% money back guarantee. So if your penis flytrap lets anything escape, if your camel toe steps in a puddle, god damn it if your fish bitten can't keep the moisture hidden, just give our platonic friends over at Tammy's tampons a call and they will give you a full refund no questions asked. So do your juice box a favor ladies and go to right now to tammystampons.com and put in ha our code word glory hope for 10% off your first box of spirit sticks that's tammystampons.com for 10% off their cotton rockets one more time tammystampons.com code word glory hole holy shit longhorn that's tammy's tampons uh i guess if you're looking for a good you know stocking stuffer as they say that mm. might be an idea for you i don't know if you got a lady friend in your life that uh, needs, uh, you know, her flow not to show, that's probably the way to go. Her flow not to... I was uh, answering emails from our uh, upset Japanese and uh, Italian <laughs> listeners, so I missed the ad, but I, what 
Well, I guess this is a uh, product where you just use massive flow that needs to be plugged up. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, it's just, you know, your basic tampon commercial. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, if when you're overflowing, I guess grab anything and just plug that fucking disgusting <laughs> hole. Like, like <laughs> the way I was always told, and it, you never, ever trust anything that bleeds for a week and doesn't die. So that's why, that's why we don't trust women. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! baby those bells it is time to kick off week 14 of the nfl season so before the bye we have no teams all the buys are spent there are two teams on the bye that's arizona and washington which is good news longhorn does not have to make a terrible call on another washington game at least for another week but break. we do have six teams coming off of a bye and we will get to those as we get to them as always we're going to start up in Cleveland, where those dirty Browns are hosting my Jacksonville Jaguars, most likely without our superhero Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would say it's you know I don't know like it just it, it seems like he should definitely be out. They're playing with the fact that he might play, which is um, oh sorry that I'm sorry. The line is consensus three, although there are three and a halfs popping up at different places. Consensus three. And it's how has that moved during the week? So as soon as he went down, the first thing I thought of was betting, of course. Um, so I looked at the look ahead and it was Jacksonville minus two and a half. It immediately went to when once the books popped it back up, uh, Cleveland basically at two. And it moved to three pretty quickly, and now it's touching three and a half. Yeah, I mean, the only way I could look in this game, and this with or without the uh, the starting quarterback, obviously with the line change, you, you adjust accordingly. But it would be a lean to Cleveland either way. This is going to be a weather game. There's going to be wind, uh, you know, chance of rain. So it's just this is one of those where, you know, you like to think that the running game of Cleveland can take advantage in this. Now that is that does butt up against the strength of the Jaguars, so that is a concern. But um, you know, I watched Flacco play last week against the Rams, and you would think they would have came in with kind of a conservative game plan and let's kind of run the ball and uh, you know not not let Flacco you know make any big mistakes. That that motherfucker was dropping back and launching bombs like. Like, I couldn't fucking believe it. And honestly, it looked like some, and I don't know what his final numbers come out. I can look that up, you know, at, uh, but just the eye test, I was just sitting there saying to myself. He's at the YOLO point of his life. He don't give a fuck. 
Well, f great, because like when I was watching the game, I was like, oh my god, this is an actual you know offense that they have. Now it didn't do a whole lot, but they were at least moving the ball d and pushing the ball downfield better than I'd seen all year. Uh, better so than getting, fucking PJ Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh my god! And we just saw the uh, Browning, Mister Browning, tear up this Jacksonville secondary. And you got to think that maybe there's, you know, if if, if Goldilocks does not play their leader, their the what I think is the only thing that keeps this team from absolutely falling apart because I can't explain on any other part of their roster, the way I look at it, how they're good. So in my opinion, without him, this is a absolute doo-doo fucking roster and team. <laughs> so if I'm right and it's just even though his even though his stats don't blow you away and even though he even though he doesn't like He's just one of those guys that holds us together and doesn't never kills the team and always seems to make the right play at the right time to get them good enough to win games and be up there at the top of the division. So without him, this is just a slam dunk to, to um, Cleveland for me. Um, let's see. Jags. Um, short week. Who's I wrote down short week. Who's on a sh Oh, uh, yeah. Cleveland's or uh, the Jags are on a short week also. So it's one extra day for, for Cleveland to prepare. Everything points to Jacksonville. I don't like that. It's at three and a half. Uh, no, you mean it. You mean everything points to Cleveland. Sorry, what I say? Yeah, everything points to Cleveland. Um, is it three and a half in the contest? It is. I'd rather three, be three in the contest. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a good chance I'll have Cleveland on my on my um, on my ticket is as long as um, you know Goldilocks isn't there, but. That's all I got. Weather game, everything points to Cleveland. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I'm, I pretty much lean the same way you did. If I had to, if I had to bet this game, I would definitely lay the points with Cleveland. There's no doubt about it. I think the number, by all things considered, I think the number is about right. Like I said, the look ahead was Jack's two and a half, so we're two and a half to three. It's five and a half, but it's actually closer to six because you're moving from the plus two and a half to the three. Six-point downgrade from TL to CJ Bad Brethard, I think is fair. But like you said, man, if you watch Jack's any at all this year, you've seen exactly what, and I said exactly what Longhorn has said since the preseason and still throughout the season. It's just a bunch of Jags, not saying Jaguars, but mm -hmm. just a bunch of guys. That Trevor Lawrence carries through the mud and the muck and comes out on the winning side more times than not. Now, the only other real plus player that you have on offense is Christian Kirk. Well, he's out for eight weeks now. So now he's gone. So I said the number ETN. should. Huh? ETN also. I mean, I, I feel like he's kind of TL dependent, though, a little bit. He might be. He might be. So I wrote down that the number really should be Cleveland minus three and a half. That's where it's going. Uh, now, I had Jacksonville projected to score 23, fully healthy. That's down to 16. I have Cleveland right now at 19.5. So, what was going to be a coin flip cover for the Jags as a fave went to a coin flip cover for Cleveland as a fave. But on top of all that, like you said, it's going to be 20 mile an hour per wind, 20 mile per hour winds. It's going to be fucking raining sideways. So, now I've got two teams who can't really throw the ball in a situation where nobody's really going to be able to throw the ball. 
And I got a team in Jacksonville who sucks at fucking running the ball. 29th in EPA rushing success rate. Versus a team who's top 15 in EPA rushing defense. Mm-hmm. And then a team in Cleveland who, yeah, they run a lot, but they don't do it that well. They're 15th in EPA rushing versus the third best EPA rushing defense. So where are the fuck are these points going to come from is the big question. Under 30 and a half. God. That's, Look, that's... I, th- I think a lot of people are going to be on Cleveland. I think, given the circumstances, normally, like I said, if I had to lay them, I would. But it, for everything involved, that seems square to me because it seems like the public's going to overreact to Trevor being out. The ne- the number is fair right here. And at three of the contest, that's hard not to fucking take that. I, I can definitely see them winning by 100 points. And when I say 100, I mean four, which is about the same thing in a game where nobody's going to fucking be able to score the ball. And if you look, and just on the Cleveland side, if you look at the splits of them at home versus the road, their defense, I don't don't know why, I can't explain it. You know, defense you would think is something that can travel, but it's not. Like their home and away splits on defense is just drastic. So they're at home here, uh, coming off off giving 36 points up to L.A. on the road, uh, and then 29 on the road to Denver. So they're looking to get back home here. Get right back on defense. The weather's going to back them up in that spot. So, yeah, this is it's Cleveland or nothing for me. I agree with that. All right, moving on. Those Baltimore Ravens coming off the bye, hosting those L.A. Rams. Now, it's a no-call by the numbers. The buckets are the Ram. Baltimore, home favorite after the bye, 71-85-7. Now, so not a great spot. Harbaugh specifically, off a of bye as a home favorite in the regular season, is 4-5 and five ATS with an average line of minus 6, but he is 7-2 and two straight up. But since Lamar showed up in 2018, and his first start in the NFL was after the bye in 2018, as a home favorite after the bye, he is 0-4 ATS with a negative 4 ATS margin with an average line of minus 7. So, Longhorn, it is seven right now. Those Baltimore Ravens are home favorites. Yeah, you said it all right there. This is just a numbers play for me. Uh, not much on, the, not much of a matchup or a spot advantage. Um, you know, although there are some here and there that you can pick out, but this is just a numbers play. And you said it all. Baltimore, Harbaugh, and Lamar as big favorites. This is just not their spot. Uh, just too many points. If you can get it at seven, which is it's been stuck at seven. If, ever since I've been seeing it, anyways, uh, maybe seven and a half early in the week. So it opened at seven and a half and got yeah. bought down quickly. Yeah. So like it's just that's just a good number. I will be on LA here. Um, you know, with with Williams, they're the running back for LA. They're just a different team with him. Now, Cup has been in and out of the lineup. Really hasn't made much of a difference, to be honest with you. They had they had you know Puka Nakua going off early in the year without Cup. So it's that really hasn't affected them. Cup in and out hasn't really been a big deal, but that running back, it completely changes this team and the dynamic of that offense. So I think the back door is going to be open all day long with this one. And um, yeah, I'll I'll be on those points. That's just too many. I love that it's at seven in the contest. I was I, I was kind of worried that we're going to forecast a little bit and tick that down to six and a half, but it's at seven, so I will be on it. Yeah, I was worried about that too. Now, in all those numbers I did give you, uh, Baltimore is three and one straight up after the bye with Lamar. So 
If you haven't used Baltimore and Survivor, it's probably a good week to do it. Yeah. And this week or this year on the season, Baltimore has been really good. ATS eight and four, so they have been crushing expectations all year. I looked at the four games they haven't covered. It was Indy, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Arizona. Arizona clearly being the outlier, and honestly, that's still the worst bad beat on a backdoor cover the entire fucking season. Yeah, I know. I know, you know. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, the other three teams that they didn't cover all top 12 DVOA defenses, and inside of that, they're all top 10 in passing DVOA defense, which I think is key because Baltimore, look, they're going to run the ball. That's what they do. But if Lamar is allowed to layer on the passing game to that success on offense, and they have really proven to be pretty much unbeatable so far this year when they can do that. Um, And they are 15th in EPA defensive defensive rushing success rate. So I do expect – or sorry, the Rams are. So I do expect Baltimore to be able to do what they normally do in the rushing game. But it shouldn't be excessive to the point that Lamar doesn't have to pass the ball for them to win. So I think that's important. Now, the weather's not supposed to be terrible in Baltimore. 60 degrees at kick. It should be a little rainy, though, and some wind. So both passing games should be affected by that. But to be honest, Baltimore's number one rushing EPA offense. But the Rams are right there with them at number five. And they've bounced back up, like you said, since the running back came back. And Baltimore's defense is 12th in EPA rushing success rate. So, like I said, the Rams are 15th. It's not a really big gap there either. Overall, uh, with the number at seven, I see a kind of a coin flip cover situation. But, you know, we do have the situational advantage to the Rams. I got the buckets on the Rams. And in our new predicted and preventative point system that we're working up, we have an agreement for both the offense and defensive side. Those agreements last week went five and two. It's enough to talk me into taking the dogs here. I'll take the Rams and the points in a sloppy one. The only thing that I know will derail the Rams are turnovers, of course. But if all things are equal and everybody plays just a regular clean game, this number should be right at about four. So, yeah, I got to take the dogs here, too. All right. All right, moving on. We got those Chicago Bears. They're hosting those Detroit Lions there, three-point home dogs. Yeah, this was a what I when I originally did this handicap, this was gonna be a nasty weather game and um you know heavy winds and rain. And I ch- and when I put so I put an under in on you know early this week, Monday, went back and checked it um today, and I saw that that over under was up to what do you got uh, currently? Like 43, 43 and a half, yeah. Yeah, it's, so- it's still supposed to be windy though. It, but that that worries me because immediately the first thing I thought of was like, oh shit, that they they missed the prediction on that weather. And I checked it, I looked at it, and it looked like the rain at least is going to miss that that game. So that worries me a little bit. But um, I'm I'm still gonna I'm still gonna <laughs> to lean to Chicago. And you know, the last time these two teams played, Chicago had them had them beat. So there's obviously some sort of matchup there, at least with Fields in at quarterback that that. Um, that works for Chicago. Now we know that, or, you know, not everybody knows, but Chicago's gotten better on defense. It's been a slow burn for them on defense. They've, they've gotten some of these rookies that have come on. They're better at stopping the run and uh, they're better at getting a pass rush since they made the trade for sweat from Washington. So uh, just really everything points to me on that outside 
nasty turf in Chicago with the weather coming in to have to take Chicago. And if it does get into a we're just going to be able to run the ball <clears throat> because the weather is nasty and you're going to only be able to run the ball because the weather is nasty, Chicago's got the advantage because they got the running quarterback and they can do some, you know, some some you know things with him that that Detroit just won't be able to do with Goff. So all that points to Chicago for me, and I am uh, I'm not hitting the sound or anything, but probably should to be honest with you. This probably should be a sounder type game. Well, what do you got? Yep, I'm on the opposite side. So the numbers here are split. The buckets are on Detroit. Chicago home dog after a bye, 23-29-1. So obviously the spot favors Detroit. Now the predicted points on offense and net preventative agree on Detroit. That was 3-0 last week. Look, basically the model has Detroit winning by 6-7 points. Even if you take the aggregate, it has them by 4. So let's say something around 30-24 to 24 sounds about right. It will be cold, though, 36 degrees. 30 to 24? Yeah. Huh. All right. Just looking back through the history. So, it will be cold. It'll be about 36 degrees. It will be windy. But, surprisingly, I looked this up, golf in the cold has been actually really good in his time with Detroit. When the temperature is 40 degrees or less, he's 4-2-1 and one straight up, 5-2 and two ATS. They've obviously all been on the road. They didn't turn up the AC that high in uh, that dome in Detroit. <laughs> So, including one game in Chicago last year, the Lions were getting three points, though in that game they won by one. Now, golf wasn't great. He did fumble, but he also threw a touchdown, and they scored 31 points. Fields also wasn't great. He threw a pick, and he fumbled, but they scored 30 points. The difference this year, though, is actually both defenses. So, Detroit's defense this year is better. Now, it's not as good as it was advertised early in the season, but it's settled in at number 10 right now in DVOA. Last year, they were 27th. The Bears, 29th last year. They're now up to 20th. So definitely improving, although, like I said a couple weeks ago, much of that has to do with the run of competition that they've been playing lately. Now, these two teams played just three weeks ago, and it was 31-26. Golf was fucking horrible in that game. But I do expect them to learn from that film and make corrections, and like I called for last week, if they wanted to be the Saints, run the fucking ball, Dan. Last week, they did it. 30 rushes to 25 passes. The last time they played this Bears team, this is where they got in trouble, and they, they got a little full of themselves, especially at home. 35 passes to 22 rushes. Golf through three fucking interceptions. And that was my handicap last week versus the Saints. I said, if Dan could prove to me that he could rein in his offensive coordinator... And tell him to stop giving Goff more chances than necessary to lose you the football game. Because we've seen throughout his whole career, he's really good in the shallow end, man. When you fuck around and let him jump in the deep end too many times, he will drown. Now, in some games, it's unavoidable. That's understandable. And you just pray that he fucking finds the ladder before his arms give out. But in games like the, th the fucking Thanksgiving game against Green Bay and the previous Bears game, and the Saints game last week, and then the Bears game again this, this week, it is completely fucking avoidable. And now that Dan has proven to me that he can get, keep Goff and his offensive coordinator splashing around in the kiddie pool when he needs to, I fully back the Lions here to get this win and a cover over a Chicago team. that They don't have much to play for, and even if they did, they're a fucking terrible football team, and this line is about two points too short, so I'm going to say go Lions here.
All right, we're opposite that. That's that's. I don't uh If if the if you're saying the winds are going to be fifteen to twenty miles an hour, I don't I don't see how golf goes in there and does that. But we'll see. Well, again, if they would have if they would went out and did against the Saints, that that's why I didn't play that game at all because I I had no faith that Dan could actually say, hey, how about we run the ball against a team that we're way better than. And stop letting golf go out there and throw. Because I mean, if you look at the first Chicago game, first two possessions, interception, interception. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't even attempt to run the fucking ball. And they ran the ball well. So yeah, and they ran the ball well. So they should have just been doing the whole fucking time. So now that he corrected that shit last week against the Saints, they went out there and ran it down their goddamn throat. Now I trust him. Before then, I didn't. Now I fully do. So I think that he knows, and the OC knows. Hey. Goff is good in certain situations, but we still have to manage him. He's still Jared Goff. He's got tiny hands. The ball's going to be fucking cold, and we have to make sure that we hand this fucking football off. That's three and a half in the contest, by the way. I fucking know that. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> I, just look, I just looked that up. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Speaking of those Saints, it is those New Holland Saints. They are hosting. Oh, those Carolina Panthers. And this line is actually all over the board in Vegas. Uh, what is in the contest? Five? Um, yeah, it's five. Five. <clears throat> I see five and a half. And I even see one four and a half, but I see five. We'll call it a consensus five-point home favorite over the Panthers. Yeah, it's in that no man's land. Um, soft lean to Carolina for me here. I just really don't know how you, you you can't. I don't know how you play New Orleans. I just you can't. They're a they're a cannot play team. They have these are two cannot play teams much. playing each other. <laughs> pretty much, but you got to lean one way. I'm gonna lean soft lean to Carolina. Allen, the coach for New Orleans, he is he is showing why he's the worst ATS coach. Ever um, now we've got quarterback chaos with New Orleans. They're booing Carr when he's out there. He might not play uh, this week. He's got concussion things going on. Might be Jameis. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't even know if that's good or bad. I don't fucking know. Like I really don't know. But there's too much chaos and too much bad going on with New Orleans. I am going to look to fade that. And I don't think they're a team that can that should be laying five points. I mean, they're, they're laying it to the worst team in football. So, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, this would have been like, how is this not 10 and a half points? But, you know, here we are in December, and they're only laying five and a half to the worst team in the league. And the fact, look, if if the dead cat. Yeah, hang on, just for fun, do you want to know what the line was in May on this game? Um, I mean, God, it can't. It, it has to be around what I said. Ten? Ten? Uh, four. What? Yeah. Oh, that, I'll remember remember yeah, Carolina was yeah. like seven and a half over This keeps under. happening. This keeps happening. <laughs> I keep I keep forgetting that people thought they were – that. yeah, that keeps happening to me. That so, Bryce yeah. Young was a real NFL quarterback? Yeah, I did okay, too. Then that, that may, that's even more lean to Carolina, that, that it's gone up like that. So uh, It's only gone up one point, and they've literally been the worst team in football. Yeah, but look how shitty fucking New Orleans has been. Well, that's my point. It's like, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Like who they played last week? Yeah. So Tampa Bay, that May line was a pick'em, <laughs> and it was five and a half. 
last one. I know, I know it closed down to, three. Down to three, yeah. But still, three points, and now we're looking at one point to one and a half point. That's how far New Orleans has under underperformed their mm-hmm. expectations. Yeah, I wish this line was at six. I really do. I'd feel much better by by leaning to Carolina if it was at six. But I think you're getting a little bit of a free roll here on Carolina because if that's you know, if that dead cat bounce with the with the coach, if that has legs and it continues in the, the vibe in the locker room or whatever, you know, whoever's I don't even know who the fucking <laughs> the interim coach is. I don't know, but whoever it is, if it has legs and they're buying into whatever he's doing, the the switch to Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard getting the full time carries if that's a vibe that's continuing it's kind of a free roll and you're getting uh some value here so yeah i've got to, i've got to lean to carolina can't play new orleans can't play them can't play them can't win with them can't win with them can't do it <laughs> all right i wrote down uh there's no call on the numbers there's no buckets i don't care uh what i will say about the dead cat bounce that generally only carries over though if you win mm. that game now they did cover which is good for the ACS stats, but they didn't win. So now they, that, they again, fought. again, they could, they could. They oh, fought. they fought like hell. They, they fucking covered, They so. kicked us in the nuts with the backdoor covers. So yeah, yeah. And they could definitely cover this game. But yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't fucking touch this game with a hobo's dick. A lot of L's on. Oh my god, they went Owen. I'm just looking at their at their uh, Carolina's schedule. They went zero three in the preseason too. By the way, so they're literally they're. <laughs> Entire year is nothing but L's except for that one against Houston that we had. So, Bryce Young has never, I mean, since he started playing peewee football, he's never lost this many games in his entire life, much less one fucking season. What's the word on cars? He is he officially out in what is it? He limited practice with a concussion. My personal opinion at this point, I'm letting Jameis go out there and just fucking sling that shit. Yeah, fuck it. Just get out there, Jameis, and go. Go fucking go get eat you some dubs. Go eat you some dubs. <laughs> Let's go crazy. All right, uh, moving on. Those hot Atlanta Falcons, one and a half point now consensus home favorite over those Tampa Bakers. Oh my god, this is the fiddle in the middle game of the week for sure. I love this. I can't remember if I talked about this on Monday. Did I? Did I tell people? Did I talk about this on Monday to do? The fiddle in the middle. I can't. I can't remember. But uh, uh, I think <clears throat> I remember the I, Dallas game. At didn't a you say number. you had Tampa teased up? I think you did. Did I? I think so. I, I'm pretty sure you said you did, and I said I wasn't sure yet because of the defensive uh, starter issues going on with with Tampa. I but think I did. I got them eight. Yeah, yeah. So I took. Uh, up to eight and a half. Right. So they're at one and a half now. Right. And I did the same thing. I eventually did it. Um. You know, b- before it's dropped down. So. Uh, it's still one and a half. You can still do a fiddle in the middle because you can still tease up to seven and a half, and that's just fine. And then on the flip side, you can take Atlanta on the money line and lay the you know one twenty or minus one twenty, whatever it's at, and that is going to be kind of what these fiddle in the middles are going to be about going forward. You pick a game that you like the short favorite to cover, and you like the dog enough to tease them up to seven and a half eight eight and a half to catch that middle um and, and in this game division game division's absolutely up for grabs you're going to get max effort on both sides um i believe atlanta i'm um, meant to look i meant to look this up you know i want you to take it away because i'm going to look up their last 
matchup. I know I had Atlanta in that game, and I think they won by a field goal at the end. But let me look it up while you uh, while you take it away. Mm, you don't have much time to look it up. This is another no called numbers. There are no buckets, and I don't give a fuck about this game. So he doesn't give a fuck about getting two units for the price of one, but I do. So let me see. Uh, well, I mean, I already have the like you said. I already got the Tampa teaser at the eight and a half. So I'm I'm good with my money spent there. Um, yeah, Atlanta won sixteen to thirteen. Uh, uh, at Tampa. In Tampa, yeah. Yeah, at Tampa. And that line was two and a half. So they they uh they got that. So Tampa, Tampa minus two and a half, right? Mm, let's see who am I on? I'm on Atlanta. I'm on Atlanta and it says two and a half. If you're on Atlanta's side and it says plus two and a half, does that mean the- they were they were getting two and a half, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so um look, bottom line is that these two teams are destined to play a field goal game. There's no doubt this no division. Doubt. This division sucks ass, so it's the perfect fiddle-in-the-middle game. Take a land on the money line. Still tees up Tampa to two or to seven and a half. It sucks that you missed the eight and a half, but remember, you got to listen to all of our podcasts. We talk about these games on Monday, so don't miss those Monday podcasts. So you can get the early line values uh, at the beginning of the week. And definitely grab it now because I see it ticking down to one. So there pretty you soon, you're not going to fucking be able to get that hook on the end of the seven. There you go. All right, we're moving on. We're taking our fiddle and going up to Cincinnati where <laughs> Mr. Browning and those Bengals are hosting those Indianapolis Colts, and they are consensus one-point home dogs. Oh, this ain't no fucking fiddle here, baby. This is hit that sounder. Cincy is going to win this game. I swear to God, I fucking hate Indy. They're 7-5. and five. <laughs> They are the biggest to me. They're the biggest fraud seven and five team. Um, they're probably, up there. Yeah, probably not. I'm sure I could find one if I actually thought about it. But you know, I'm I'm making a point here. They're the biggest fraud to me, right? At least right now when I'm talking. And uh, yeah, just Mr. Browning, what he did, he fucking balled out. That was not a fluke. Okay, I I watched. I went back and watched the the. I tried the, to tell you. Well, you did, but but he he certainly didn't look like it the first week. But my God, what he did last week—that's not a fluke. What he—they th- weren't babying him. They weren't like um, working him in, scripting these short passing plays to get him. Caught. No, it was none of that. They came out there with with a plan and attack of like, yeah, we got a quarterback that can do this, and we're doing it. They got T Higgins, T Higgins back, and we've talked about it in the past. Anytime you, anytime you get. Two badass receivers, it fucking helps your quarterback so much, and it 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 allows you with a. It certainly doesn't hurt. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why you. I I swear to God, I, I said this on Monday. Whenever those props come out for the draft, whatever the opening number is for wide receivers drafted in the first round or wide receivers drafted overall in the draft. Whatever it is, the first number, just fucking pound that over because I'm telling you the new NFL is going to be get as many receivers and as many weapons as possible. We we have just seen how important they are and how they can take a quarterback like Browning, who is limited, and, and just you can win with them. Like And they look just like they would if, if – Burrow was out there. Now it will come into play at the end of games when it's like a crucial, you know, spot. But that game on Monday got tight at the end, and he showed no flinch whatsoever. So yeah, well, I love. 
he f- he fucked that off pretty good with two false starts on himself. I know he yelled at the center, <laughs> but dude, you're fucking I mean, leaning up, you're leaning back, like just I don't know what that was. I've never seen that. I've never seen that before. But what I the will, fuck was that? But you know what? I like the fact that he yelled at the center. He's like, you know what? <laughs> this ain't me, motherfucker. Like you fucking hiked that goddamn ball. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I actually like that. He's like, yeah, this ain't me. I, I'm, I'm good. It, I would never do that. So, yeah, I just love since here. This is not a fiddle because I don't think Indy's gonna win this game. This, this is a. Uh, is that one? Is that what you said? Is that? Yeah, consensus one. Yeah, so uh, you've missed the tease opportunity. I did grab them at the seven and a half, teased up from one and a half. Um, but you never know. It might take back up to one and a half. Keep an eye on it. If it does, you can grab still it. get that at FanDuel, but it is heavily juiced. Okay. So it's going the wrong way, but, you know, just, yeah, I love T. Te- I love Cincy every which way here. What do you got? Yep. Uh, the numbers are split here, no call, but the buckets are on Cincy. Look, bottom line for me, and just, I echo your thoughts, I get the better football team at home, and I get a point. It's a slam dunk for Cincy here for me. Now, the projections don't love it, but they don't kill me here either. And I hate going against the stash and coin flip games, but I honestly don't think this is a coin flip game. The weather, again, is going to be nasty. The stash, as much as I love him, he's a fumbler, and he's got a pop gun arm. He will not be able to rip it through the wind. And Mr. Browning has an above-average NFL arm, as we saw the other night. But more importantly than that, Indy is 30th in EPA dropback success rate, or sorry, 30th in EPA success rate on rushing defense. And man, since he found a new spark to their running game with some kid I've never even fucking heard of. And Mixon had a, ended up having a great night, too. He's the greatness of Illinois football, Chase Brown. Everybody knows that. Everybody but me knows that, obviously. Um, but they both had great nights, and that was against the second-best rushing success rate defense in the NFL. Look, I think Cincy is fired up once again. They, you know, If they went down there and got their asses waxed, they were looking to be another corpse, but now... They're ready to believe. They know they have to win this game. And more importantly than that, they know that they can win this game. Mm-hmm. And the last thing for this one, for me, I've chronicled all year how the stash is, when he is at his very best, is versus heavy man coverage teams. Baltimore, number three most man in the league, beat him straight up. Cleveland, right up there with Baltimore, he scored the most points on them of any team. So far this year. Well, since he plays mostly zone, Minshew's worst output of the season was versus New England, where he scored 10 points, and he didn't even throw for 200 yards or a touchdown. New England's zone coverage rate is within 1% of Cincy's. So for me, it's Mr. Browning. And what, just one last thing. The what Another thing that stood out the most to me is strength of schedule. Indy is 30th, and the Bengals are third. Oh, they played a fucking murderer's row. Yeah, let's go, Cincy. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Oh, it's those New York J-E-T-S. And they are all the way down. Now the three and a half point home dogs versus those Houston Texans. Thank God it's down to 
to three and a half because I, the last thing I want to do is come onto this podcast at six and a half points and tell you guys that the Jets are the side you need to be on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to fucking do it, but I think, you know when I when I wrote this uh, handicap, that's what it was at, and I was like, ah, it just feels fucking dirty writing this. Um, six and a half points at home for the Jets was going to be way too much. You have to fucking take that, even though they're kind of unplayable. They're kind of unplayable. It probably would have been a loss anyways. Thank God it's dipped down to three and a half, and I don't have to do it. I wasn't going to do it anyways, but, you know, it was the right side at six and a half. Now you can just kind of, like, pass off of that and not even have to worry about it. Um, I don't know. You know, it's also, on the other side, Houston laying – Laying this many points on the road against that defense, that's gross too. So I want no part of this game either way. Um, You know, there's so much quarterback chaos and controversy going on in New York. You know, you've got got Aaron Rodgers coming out, like wanting to know who the league came from, about Wilson saying he doesn't want to go back in, and you got media people going back and forth with the coach. It's just fucking chaos. I cannot play a team like that. I don't even know who's playing quarterback. They can't score no matter who it's it Zach is. Zach Wilson. They, oh, so you got Zach Wilson, who the rumor is didn't want to play. And No, man. I, I, I can't, don't want to play. <laughs> I can't touch this game, dude. I cannot touch this game on either side. What do you got? All right, so... Numbers, no call. No, sorry, the numbers, this is the only agreement of the week of our numbers are on the Jets. And that was as they were con- as they were constituted as is. Now, the Bucs, it is no call. I did lock the Jets in at plus six and a half in my online contest. It's one of the advantages of playing a live line contest. Because, like you said, I knew six and a half was way too many. And I don't give a fuck who was starting at quarterback. You could be starting at quarterback. The Texans aren't good enough to lay six and a half points versus fucking air. I'm busy. <laughs> now, the reason for the line move, obviously, is Zach Wilson's back. Uh, Boyle has been cut from the team. Oh, if you my can believe God. that. Jesus. I didn't even know that. Yeah. They, they are just a fucking shit show at quarterback. Now, look. Like you said about the number, I don't know how interested in this game I am at this number, but I do know that this is the Do No Wong teaser of the year. And it is supported oh. by the Numbers Geek. Hang of the week. Nerd alert. Nerd. Nerd. You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right, here we go. Since 2012, week 10 and on, so second half of the season, home dogs of less than four with a total of 37 or less. I think this one's sitting about 33. Five and three straight up, by the way. So for all those people out there who've already clicked on Houston, the survivor, thank you. Six and two ATS with an over under two, five, and one to the under. But you tease that dog up. Perfect, eight and zero. Oh. You tease that total up and you take the under seven and one, baby. This is the do no wrong teaser of the year. And what number? Just I'm I'm actually gonna put. I have not played one of your fucking <laughs> wrong wrong teasers all year. I'm actually gonna put this one in, but I want to make sure I right, get let the me right look, numbers. Let me look up exactly what I put it in at. Let me see if you can get it. 
We're doing it live, people. Nine and a half and 39 is what I'm looking at. I'm going to go half unit on this. I'm going to go half unit. I'm not not full unit, just half in it. Just 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 teasing, just dipping in a little bit. Not going crazy. As long as as long as those numbers so I, are right. I know that I fucking put this in today or yesterday. <sighs> so, you're saying Jets up and take Yeah, and, Jet Jets 9 and a half and under 39. Okay, so that one's good. So, I'm going to go ahead and put that in. Do no want teaser will, of the year, and you'll be hearing from me on Monday if it doesn't win. <laughs> I'll be hearing from you Sunday. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Well, that too. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're gonna move on to oh, those San Francisco 49ers. Ten and a half point home favorites over those Seattle still fading Seahawks. All right, let me click on some things here. All right, what are we on? Seattle. Okay, yeah, so this one, here we go. This is matchup versus spot for me. The spot favors Seattle. They got extra rest, and San Francisco coming off their Super Bowl-type win game at Philly. Um, but the matchup, obviously, San Fran owns Seattle. Four straight ATS covers. Um you know, it's it's froze at ten and a half. You can look at the big board. You can tell me if if you think this is gonna like tick down that extra half point, that all important extra half point on this. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. If it doesn't tick down to ten, then I will reluctantly lean to San Fran at ten and a half. But I'm gonna wait as long as I can to try to catch that ten. There's no way I'm taking Seattle here, even though they have the um, you know the rest advantage. And, and San Fran coming off that big win. I'm still going to take the juggernaut and the, the team that nobody wants to get in front of, San Fran, laying the points. What do you got? All right. So on this one, uh, let's see. The numbers are split. Buckets, buckets are on Seattle. Look, the number is right from the previous market expectations. So Seattle was plus seven at home on Thanksgiving you don't quite get two points for a home field flip each way in division, but let's just say that you do, and let's call it San Francisco minus 11. So we're basically at the number. Now, San Francisco completely dominated that matchup on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, they did benefit from the turnovers, but they also outgained them by over 150 yards. They beat them in YPP by over a yard and a half, actually. And so that was no fluke win. But I do think that rest or lack thereof did play a part in that. So Seattle was on the road before that Thursday game. So they had to fly out and fly back after their Sunday game. San Fran had been already home for over a week and didn't didn't have to travel to that Wednesday. And now because Seattle played Dallas on Thursday, like you said last week, they do have the advantage of extra rest over the 49ers. So since 2012... Week 10 or later in the regular season, road division dogs of more than seven with nine or more days rest versus an opponent with seven or less, 9-5-1 ATS plus 4.2 ATS margin on an average line of 10.5, which is exactly where this is. Now, 5-10 and 10 straight up, so probably not going to win the game. But if you say that the team with more rest has exactly nine days of rest, which that's where Seattle is going to be. 6-0-1 ATS with a plus 7.21 ATS margin on an average line, again, of 10.5. 12-0-1 and 
two and five straight up, losing by three points per game. Now I'm not. I didn't look into the matchup specifics of this game. Obviously, San Francisco is the better team, but these two coaching staffs know each other. The Seahawks, you know, they might have had the dream crusher last week, but honestly, that's what some people think. I think it's kind of the opposite. I think they can rally the troops one more time, and this is a sleepy kind of stretch for San Francisco. They got Seattle and Arizona coming up before Baltimore, so they should be looking to minimize C-Max workload. Heading into the playoffs, that would be smart, and Shanahan's a really smart coach. So I believe the back door here will be open, and that's fully what I expect. And I just hope for once, for the love of God, that a dog that I bet on can actually fucking kick it in. Not this year, not 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 lately, anyways. But yeah, you're, so you're taking more of the the spot. Um, handicap, and I'm it's, I'm leaning more towards just the matchup because Shanahan. Yeah, owns. it's it's absolutely the fucking it's absolutely the fucking spot. It's absolutely the situation also because again, I mean, San Fran knows they're going to win this game. They know they're going to beat Arizona next week. There, I know I already know Shanahan's on to Baltimore and game planning for that. So they're looking at Philly going to Dallas. You know, probably they're obviously favored to lose that game. And he's got to be looking forward to the playoffs. He knows that he knows the most important piece of his fucking team, two most important Debo and C Mac. So you're not, uh, you shouldn't, it, unless it's a real game, you shouldn't see a big workload for them. And that's why I like the back door for Seattle here. You're not going to see a big workload because that shitty Seattle defense is going to give up 38 in about three quarters, and they're just going to sit for the fourth. So they might have a chance to make it up in the fourth, but uh, they're going to have to do some work. That's that's literally <laughs> all I'm counting on. So, All right. All right, moving on. Oh, it's those Las Vegas Raiders. And they are three-point home dogs, those Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, this one is, I've just been watching this line all week and just waiting and waiting and waiting for something to tick either way, and it just isn't moving. Um, so th- th- this is a game that I want to, I want to hit the sounder on, but I'm having, a, I'm, I'm not pulling the trigger on the, on Vegas. Um, I, you know, if, if Vegas ticks down to two and a half, I would honestly probably hit the sounder. I would take them in tees. I would do all the things, but it's just stuck at three, and it's not fucking moving. I know that um, you know Minnesota's getting Jefferson back this week, um, so it's I don't I don't have a great feel on this one. The, the the fact that the number's not moving, it just it's got me on you know it's putting me on a pause too. Uh, I'm well, it's really, gonna move. Which way? Which way is it? It's gonna go down to two and a half. Okay, so then here you go. This is coming out on Thursday. Just just in the future, know when this goes down to two and a half, grab Vegas, tease them up, and it's, um, yeah, this isn't a fiddle type game for me because I think Vegas has a good shot to win this game. So I wouldn't fiddle this one, but um, yeah, just just wait for it to tick down to eight and a half. Grab that two, grab that two and a half to eight and a half, and uh, just keep on rolling. So I, I like the mojo of, of Vegas that they're playing better since the coaching change. Now Minnesota's in a dogfight for the playoffs. They're six and six, and uh, Green. So is Las Vegas. Well, they're five. They're not six and six. They're five and seven. But no, I'm saying they're in a dogfight for the playoffs in the AFC. Oh my God! How are they? 
Jesus. Then everybody is. Literally everybody's in. I mean, yeah. It's <laughs> that kind of year. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, you're going to, that's, that's good. You get max effort on both sides, but, um, Minnesota has got Green Bay just eating on their fucking heels right now. So they, they need to get this win big time. Um, yeah, I, I like Vegas. I'm going to lean to Vegas here and, uh, with the points and with the tees. What do you got? All right. The numbers here are split. The buckets are on Minnesota. The spot is slightly favored Minnesota as well. After the bye, road favorites, um, 37, 36, and 1 ATS, so slightly above 500. But Las Vegas, home dogs after the bye, 23, 29, and 1. So not, you know, the best spot for them. So obviously the spot favors Minnesota. Now, Dobbs was announced. He is starting. That obviously does not favor Minnesota. Well, who else would it be? I don't fucking know. But look, man, that's for me, that's what this game comes down to. Look, all of our offensive projections have many. Uh, the defense projection makes it a no-call. Predictive and preventative net is on many. But all that projection comes down to what Dobbs did. In Arizona and the production of Minnesota's offense with that level of quarterback play, He's but he's been trending down at a faster pace than I personally believe that our projections are able to capture. Now, he scored 31 in his first start versus a fucking horrific Atlanta defense. He scores 27 on a below-average Saints defense, aided by two famous Jameis interceptions. And then he scored 20 versus a horrific Denver defense. And he scores 10 versus a bad Chicago defense. So we went from 31 to 27 to 20 to 10. And Vegas, by the way, is also a terrible defense, but they're better than all of those teams. The problem with Vegas is, though, their offense is still really fucking bad. And Minnesota's defense is actually still pretty good, number eight overall in DVOA. So I'm not going to play this game because I don't believe the data has fully captured how shitty Dobbs is. I mean, look, dude, he was in Pittsburgh for five fucking years and never started a game. Not one. They had Mason Rudolph starting games. They had something called Duck fucking Hodges starting at quarterback. He started six games for them. You know how long Duck Hodges' career lasted, Longhorn? He had, he had a great beard. They, they, great TV show, Duck yeah. Hodges. Those six games, that was his whole fuck. He never played another goddamn snap in this league. And yet Dobbs couldn't get... One start, and I don't know if you know this or not, Longhorn, but Mike Tomlin is fucking black. You know who else is black? Josh Dobbs. You don't think that a fucking proud black Hall of Fame coach like Mike Tomlin wouldn't get a young black quarterback a chance to shine if he thought there was any chance that he gave him even as close to the same chance as winning as Landry Jones or Mason Rudolph or Duck fucking Hodges? Look, man, I like Dobbs, and I'm glad that he's finally gotten his chance, but the truth is, he's not an NFL starter. Having said all that... Is he black? Yeah, he is. He looks more alien than black to me. I don't... He is a black alien. There's no doubt about it. He sent. He sent. Look, he's here to get us to the future, to Mars or wherever else we're going. That's what he's really here for. Little Asian in there? Little black Blasian? Is he Blasian? I don't know. Who fucking knows? I just hope that he figures out how to get us off this rock before it explodes. But having said all of that, 
Look, I can't go against as much data that is piled up against me um, on Minnesota, but I will have, I, to your point, I will have Las Vegas and some money line round robins for sure. Oh, for sure. It's just the reason I don't have a great – and it, a lot of that is the reason I don't have a great feel in this is because both these teams have completely – Completely different teams. Like like O'Connell and the coach is new ish for the Raiders. Uh Dobbs is new quarterback for, you know, Minnesota. Like like a lot of the data that's accumulated for the season, it kinda doesn't matter for, for for both these teams. So it's hard to get a good feel on them. Um but like you said, like Well Minnesota projected points have been going down, down, down. But again, I I don't think it's caught up to how bad that he is and how bad this offense has been trending okay, down so, with him. So then let's make the call because we have people that play pick'em tournaments, straight up pick'em tournaments. Are we are we are we calling the the straight up win for Vegas here, or are we leaning to Minnesota? Uh, no. If I had to call a win, I'm I'm not. I would never call a win for a guy that's won two games. I know Aiden O'Connell's won like two games or whatever, but well, yeah, yeah. Which one? <sighs> if, I mean, yeah, it's like. like you know what? Let's just make the call. It's the home team getting points. It sounds like we're leaning more towards Vegas. You know, in, in a tough call. Just make the call. Just let's. We're, we'll, I'm I'm on Vegas to win the game. Yeah, I'll I'll roll with you. It's that the only the only thing that stopped me from putting Vegas in the contest was that Minnesota has the buckets and our projection our new projection data does have them right about. It ha- actually has them covering, but again. I, I just don't trust the fact that it's it's capturing it properly. I really don't. Yeah, the one thing that that just digging into some numbers here. The one thing I don't like is is the uh, passer rating under pressure for O'Connell. It's it's just really bad. Like his 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 rating while clean. Obviously, obviously every quarterback is better when they're clean versus uh, pressure. But the the gap between O'Connell to uh, pressure from clean is 84 to 57. The gap for Dobbs is, is 89 to 62. So there's a larger gap for O'Connell, and he is going to be playing a heavy blitz package defense from Minnesota. So that would be a concern, but you're they, getting home. If, but they, if they come out and establish it, they got to come out and establish the run, get Jacobs out of the blocks. If they could do, do that, that neutralizes that uh, Minnesota blitz package, kind of like what Chicago did. And that will make – because, I mean, you saw at the end of the game in Chicago when, when Chicago they – Chicago got shut down besides, like, the last drive of the game. I mean, like – Well, that's not true because Fields fumbled, like, two fucking drives in a row. But for, for the most part, though, yeah, you're yeah. right. But when it came crunch, when it came nut-cutting time, oh, fucking big balls over there, stop fucking blitzing and let yeah. fucking Fields stand back there on a third and forever – and throw a fucking 30-yard bullet down the middle of the goddamn field to a wide-open wide receiver. Yes, I'm aware. It knocked me out. I'm a sur- survivor. I'm well aware of this game you speak of. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, not- how, how do you just stop blitzing? It's been working all fucking day. Uh, we'll just- uh, I, would just, I would just rush four. Uh, I was fucking just passed. Passed. Yep. yep. <clears throat> There's a reason why that guy got fired. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. We'll move on to... oh. Your once again Los Angeles Superchargers. They are two and a half point consensus home favorites over those Denver Broncos. Oh, oh, there it is. 
All right. I thought we had our, uh, our you know, every year I forgot to do a write-up on a game, but I got it. Um, yeah, this one is consensus. Say it again. Two and a half, but it's three at the contest. They missed Whoa. that projection. Two and a half. Um, okay, so that would not be as stinky of a line as I've got this written down, uh, wrote down here. So, yeah, to me, this is this just feels very trappy. Um, I actually wrote down that I'm begging this line to go down to two and a half so that I can fiddle in the middle on this one. Um, so if it is going down to two and a half, then I like the Chargers. I like to I like to lay it on the Chargers and I like to tease up Denver to eight and a half. These are two teams that have no problem. It's division matchup once again. The, the, you know, so there's familiarity. Two teams have no problem playing close games. They're kind of they're just kind of what they're built to do, anyways. So at two and a half, tease up Denver eight and a half. Take the Chargers on uh, the uh, minus two and a half, and you hit that fiddle. Um, and that's really all I got. What do you got? I forgot to mention the. To reiterate, lat, well, it's too late now, but on the Monday podcast, the one of the other legs of my teaser was the Raiders plus the eight and a half. So just oh, okay. put that back out there. But anyway, on this one, no call on the numbers, no buckets, and I don't give a fuck. So. Is this this because I'm still showing, you know, on, on my limited books that it's at three. So you're saying this is gonna this is gonna take down. So it's two and a half at Bet365, two and a half at FanDuel, two and a half at PointsBet, two and a half at Caesars, two and a half at DraftKings, and two and a half at, I believe that's Bet Riviera. So. Well, come on. Let's get, like, like I'm still staring at fucking plus three for Vegas and uh, plus three for Denver. So I need my book. No, no, no. The, the Vegas is not coming back down. It's I, not? I don't think so. It. Well, it might, but the Chargers right now are currently two and a half pretty much everywhere. Hmm. I wonder why I can't get it. But, yeah, so that's a that's a good fiddle in the middle type game. Cool. All right. Moving on. Those Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, one, there's two games of the week in the same fucking uh, week, of course. This is the first one. Those Kansas City Chiefs. One and a half point now. Home favorites over those Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo Bills. The the first one of what? Two games of the week. Two. Oh, you got a game of the week type thing coming up. Okay. No, no, no. Just like of the public interest. Oh, just big game. Big game. Big. <clears throat> yeah, game. yeah. Yeah. This is also another fiddle in the middle and. These have been. I've just been making a killing on these this year. Um, not only the teasers, the teasers have been like uh, something that I've exploited this year, um, and and the the catching that middle has just been very profitable to me. So I'm trying to bring it more to the podcast. So you're going to hear that more and more coming up. Uh, I know I talked about on Monday to grab Buffalo Bills up to eight and a half on the teaser. Now you can get Kansas City on the flip side <clears throat> at the same money. Uh, you you can either take them minus the one and a half, or they are minus one twenty five on the money line, and that's what I actually grabbed them at. So uh, you know, th- th- you're you're talking about eight and a half points of separation in a game that that is probably going to come down to a field goal either way. These are just these are games that you can just steal two units for the price of one. I love this money making opportunity in this game. <clears throat> you got Buffalo. First of all, they're fighting for their playoff life. So you're going to get max effort from them. 
And then Mahomes, on the flip side, I've been saying this for two years now on this podcast. Anytime I can get Mahomes under three points or a dog, it is an auto play for me. As a matter of fact, he is 15-5 and five ATS as a favorite under three or a dog. So everything lines up to the fiddle in the middle of this game for me. What do you got? All right. So Buffalo coming off a bye and away dog. That is the only real profitable spot to come off the bye. 62-51-1 ATS. So great spot for Buffalo here. But, like you said, this also is a sweet spot for Mahomes in the regular season. Look, I've said it many times in this podcast. Mahomes ain't Brady. And Reed ain't Belichick. Which means they are not, at least in the regular season, they are not grinders. They are never, ever, ever going to be over 60% ATS for their career together. You can bet against them and make plenty of fucking money. In fact, if you bet against them blindly from 2020 and going forward in the regular season, you're sitting right about 55% ATS winning. They're 28 and 34 ATS. But if you strategically faded them during that time, strategically. So if they're favored by three and a half or more, 21 and 29 ATS, you're hitting 58%. Now flip that around and you have them favored by two and a half or less to Longhorns Point, four and two ATS with a plus 7.67 ATS margin. Their only home loss being this year to the Eagles. But dogs, though, through that time, again, this is 2020, so I'm counting out some of the first years before uh, everybody kind of knew about Mahomes as dogs, 2-2 two and two ATS, including last year at home as a dog to the Bills where they lost uh, straight up as a two-and-a-half-point dog. Now, look, I definitely don't have the ammo here to pull the trigger on the Bills. It's a no-call by the power rankings, and um, there's no buckets on this game. And this is the sweet spot for Mahomes, so it's – Chiefs are pass for me, but it's probably a pass because I I don't know, man. I got a sneaky feeling the Buffalo can come in here and pull this one off. Hmm. All right. All right, moving on. It's the other game of the week, big game of the week. It is Sunday night football, and it's those Dallas Cowboys. And they're hosting those goddamn dirty Philadelphia Eagles, and they are now consensus three and a half point. Home favorites. Ooh, three and a half. Three and a half. And what did they put at the contest? I, thought, I think we talked about it. But what three did, and what a did half, they, I think. Did they, sure. they did three and a half. Yeah, um, three and a half. Yeah, look, Dallas is an offensive machine right now, and you've got a tired Philly team coming off the gauntlet of their schedule. And this is like kind of the last, you know, last part of their schedule that's that's really hard. Uh, I mean, for both of these teams, yeah, both. Well, no, the Cowboys still have to go to Miami in two weeks, and they have Detroit in there somewhere. somewhere They still still got a ways to go, but this is the last one for Philly. So I'm going to lean to to Dallas here. Uh, You know, I feel like they've got all the motivation. They, they, you know, they smell blood in the water. They got a wounded team coming in. This is their, and they, they just kind of own. This division, Dak owns this division. This is like the sweet spot for him at home against this division. 
you know, I, the, it worries me that Philly's coming off that embarrassing, um, just ass whipping last week to San Fran that everybody watched. That is normally a spot that I like to take that type of team for the bounce back. So that, so that, that is a concern for me taking Dallas here, but I'm going to lean to the, to the, to Dallas and the matchup against this division at home and the fact that, that Dak, you just, this is, this is just one of those spots where he eats, and we've seen this Philly team. They can be had in the secondary, and with the way that Dallas is humming on offense, I'll lay the points here. I've got no issues laying the points here. What do you got? Yep, so the numbers are split here. The buckets, though, are on Philly, 54-46 uh, advantage there. But I – Look, man, I, I bet Dallas minus three early in the week. I kicked myself in the balls for not getting the two and a half. On the look ahead, but the main thing came down for me here. I don't know if I can play at three and a half the contest, but for what it's worth, since 2020, the week after you play the 49ers, so that would be Philly, 25-31-2 ATS, 21-37 and 37 straight up, and – 26-31 to the under, for what that's worth. Now, you take all of that, put it on the road, 11-16 ATS, 7-22, straight up losing by five points per game. Make that team a road dog, 7-11-2 ATS, 2-18, straight up. Yeah. Make it a division game, 2-5 ATS, and 0-7, straight up losing by 11 points per game so yeah it's cows 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 all right all right moving on it's those my hammock dolphins and it's oh we got two of them oh money night football burp, 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 burp. they are 13 and a half point consensus home favorites of those tennessee titans yeah let's get this first one out of the way really quick this is a Easy call for me. Miami kills bad teams. Simmons, the defensive tackle for Tennessee, their only star player on defense, is out. Um, Tennessee played overtime last week against Indy, and that game went pretty deep into overtime. I think, they, I think there was like, I mean, seven or eight minutes into overtime until when that game was finally over. So it's, you know, at least a half a quarter of extra that they played last week. So coming in a little tired against this fucking Miami, just, just, just sprint team. Now this is an easy call. Lay the points, take Miami. All right. Numbers are actually split on this one, but the buckets are on Miami. You got full agreement though, from our new predicted points model, both offensive and defensive on the Titans, but that was the case last week versus Washington, too, and it was one of only two agreement losses that that had. Look, man, to me it's all about whether or not Miami wants to get this margin because I think Tennessee had their dream crusher last week. Uh, I'm not sure how motivated Miami is to get the margin. They don't really have a look ahead, though, with the Jets coming to town next week, but history tells us that they won't be very motivated. Teams favored of 10 or more, and then 9 or more, and then 8 or more, and then again a 10 or more, 13 and 20 ATS all-time. However, recent history says different. Since 2012, 3-0 ATS in that exact same situation with a plus 8.33 margin on an average line of minus 11. So it's definitely Miami or pass for me. Now, 
Tennessee's defense is not the Denver, Washington, Carolina level that I warned everybody about last week when I said stay away from the skins. But again, with rumors of Rabel leaving town and their dreams of the postseason are now crushed, are they another dead team fucking walking? Possibly. But there's no chance I could back the fucking Titans. So it's definitely fins or pass. Yeah, for and me. they're ter- they're terrible against the pass. That's their that's their weak spot. Uh, now you play the the track meet that, that Miami is, and they're one player that can actually get a pass rush and a pass rush up the middle to move Tua off that spot where he likes to set up real quick and get that ball out. It, Jeffrey Simmons, he's not in there. Like just, I think I think Miami can name their score. I really do. No, they definitely can. You got no disagreement for me here. My only worry is, you know, how motivated are they to do it? Yeah. All right, moving on. Last game. It's another Monday Night Football game, and it is those New York football giants. They are consensus six and a half point home dogs to those Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and this is the Danger Zone game of the week. Nobody has been praising Love as much as we have over the last few weeks. Uh, it's a great story. He's been doing awesome. But guess what? Now, there's, it's, it's, we see this all the time in the, NFL, in the NFL, especially with young quarterbacks when they are dogs and, and you know, fighting for their starting, you know, life. They're a different quarterback than when they have to be favorites. It's a whole, it's a completely different animal. And now... He's almost a touchdown favorite on the road on Monday Night Football. No, that's just too much. We're going too far here. And I'm sorry. I, hey, hey, yo, it's me, Tommy D. Like, this is, <laughs> I mean, come on. This guy's won two games in a row. He is. Uh, I thought it was three. Um, no, you no, might be right. I might, no, might be Washington and New England. And they had a, I guess they had a bye. Yeah, yeah they had yeah. a bye. Yeah, they're coming so, up a lot. so yeah, he won the bye. It, the, the old, we won. Well, Three in a row. We Thank won the you. bye. Tommy so, D. Hey, look, and it's just a great story. This is too many points. Um, you know, love. I love the story. Prove to me that you can just, you, you can not only win as a dog and then sneak some, steal some wins at home. Prove to me you can go on the road after that huge win against Kansas City. And, and win with margin in New York. I'll believe it when I see it. I love New York here. All right. This line is, uh, well, it's a seven at points, bet, but six and a half everywhere else. Still oh, kind of juice to the six and a half. I would love seven. Yeah, it, it probably will get there. Um, no way. There's I, I disagree. I, there's no way this gets to seven. Yeah, I mean, it's. You might be right. It's pretty. It really is pretty much split all the way down the middle. So yeah, it, it probably sticks. It probably just sticks. All right, the numbers on this one no call. The buckets are on the Giants, so that supports you. However, the Giants off a bye, home dog, 23-29-1. Bad spot for the Giants. Look, I originally had this game circled. Uh, I put a do no wrong teaser on this <laughs> game early in the week. I was so excited about building a case for them, but then I found some shit that totally backed me off and has me wanting no fucking part of the Giants. Uh, 
as I dug through the data. Now, I will agree with everything you said about Jordan Love on the road, laying this many points. Like I said, he's going to have to prove it to me, too. There's no possible way that I could be on Green Bay. But after everything I found, I am out on the Giants. This is a total pass for me. What would you find? Basically, this situation and going through the data and the total being this low, uh, they no team has ever covered in this situation, ever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Never. That's never happened. All so, right. t- Tommy D, you're going to make history, baby. Hey, hey it's me, Tommy hey. D. <laughs> <laughs> but what? still, even, even so that should tell you how much that I I've agree with Longhorn. That even when I find a never situation, I'm like, yeah, but maybe. So, like, I'm out. I'm just out on the system. But I, I did, man. I... The Giants were the Giants were the one of the first teams I bet this week on the Do No Wong teaser. Like as soon as the number came, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Six and a half? Fuck you!" Yeah, and here's where Longhorn was uh, instantly wrong. Like sixty seconds later, because I'm I just refreshed the lines, and New York's at plus seven, so I'm taking them right now at plus seven. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, maybe maybe it, maybe it will go to seven. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if if enough people dig in and found what I found, it yeah, it's going to seven. I'm so. still taking it. Give me the seven. I'll take it all. Hey, there's a first time for fucking everything, especially <laughs> for Tommy fucking D. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, that was all. Then wins coming to the air tonight, baby. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's time you all have been waiting for. It's time for those free SF free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. All right, let's go with. I was trying to pick a good one here, and pick probably, a good one, Tommy. It's gonna be a good one. I'm, I, you know what? When in doubt, take the guy that always wins at home as a short home favorite. Give me Mahomes in Kansas City minus one and a half as the free pick of the week. Hard to go wrong with that one. All right, so I was trying to find something. Look, I had to find something that you guys could still get. You can't get the number that we got on the uh, Army and Navy under, so I'm not going to give that out. But here's the number you still can get. Missouri, minus one versus Ohio State. You might be thinking, what? Missouri over Ohio State? Look, stay with me. This is a bowl. This is a bowl game. This is bowl season. What you're looking for is teams that are motivated versus teams that are not motivated, and it's all been made so much more fucking complicated versus with the transfer portal, people opting out, this and that, blah blah blah. Here's what you need to know: the Missouri Tigers are actually one of the better teams in the country this year. If this was a 12-team playoff, they would fucking be in, and they would be a fucking problem for some of these teams. I promise you that. Uh, even even some of the top four that made it. Their coach already came out and said, we're all in. Everybody's fucking in. We want to fucking go. And this line has already moved, but you can still get them at minus one uh, right now. On the flip side of that, Ohio State, they don't give a fuck about playing Missouri. Their starting quarterback He's already in the transfer portal. He's gone. Your backup quarterback has been hurt. 
So if he don't play, you've got a seventh-year senior from Oregon who will play, and he basically is just a running quarterback. You cannot run on Missouri, so that ain't going to work out. Other than that transfer portal, you've got uh, their second-best receiver and Julian Fleming out. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys going out. Uh, the running back has opted out. Marvin Harrison Jr., almost no chance he plays in this game. He's their best player by a fucking mile. Uh, mm. Two more of their defensive tackles who are probably NFL bound, actually three, plus their defensive end, probably not playing. It's pretty much the all-out bowl versus the all-in bowl. It's kind of like the Tulane versus USC that we gave you guys early last year where Caleb Williams actually did finally opt in, and he decided he was going to fucking play after all the speculation. And guess what? Tulane beat him fucking anyway. So that's what you're looking for in bowl seasons. We're going Missouri Tigers minus one. Get it now. I fully, fully, fully expect this game to get to three, if not past that when all the opt-outs are announced. So go Tigers. And this game is on December 29th, so it will sit in the free picks tab on the website for a few weeks, and it'll just the, the, yeah. And look, every guys, week I'm, they'll just, I'm sorry they'll just about, accumulate. Yeah, I'm they'll sorry just accumulate. about yeah, I'm sorry about not giving you anything actionable this week. But again, I can't give out a total that you can't get. That's bullshit. Uh, other podcasts do that kind of crap. We don't do that here, so. You could. I, I I really thought about giving the Army Navy total out last week, but it was conference championship week. You know, everybody's excited about that. So I don't know how anybody really wanted to fuck with a total that was a whole week away on a game that you know it's not very exciting to watch. Obviously, so what, my apologies Army, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it's when it's nine to three with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. It just, yeah, put put it in, guys. Just go ahead and put it in. It's, yeah, it's we, going on. We have the under 29 and a half. It's at, going under. Yeah, I think it's at 28 right now. If you can get it at 28, I would still say buy it. Here's the thing. Once it dips to 27 or below, that is where you kind of get in trouble. All those trends start going the other way. Basically, all these games land at 27 or 28. Those are the two key numbers in this game, so... At 28, you're kind of taking a chance, basically on a push. At 27, you might want. Here's what. Here's what I will say. If it gets to 26 and a half, buy the over. It's going. Right. It's gonna. It's gonna land 27. I think. Fantastic. All right, Longhorn. Tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, episode number 175 is in the books and speaking of books if you want to bust them up go to that website thefootballgloryhole.com and check out those free picks tabs check out those buy picks tabs we got well you can buy college but um you know if there's a gap between games it's gonna be kind of sporadic so you know email in info at the football glory hole and and say hey what kind of deal can i get on the rest of the year whether it's college or nfl we will get back with you. We will work something out with you that that is advantageous to you for sure. Um, but the NFL tabs is open. We got plenty of games left to go over there. Subscribe, share, spread the wealth to all your friends. Don't be stingy. And if you do any of these things, we become partners for life. And as always, in a mostly non-sexual way, people stop throwing away your hard-on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on.
Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a book again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby.